A song that I am familiar with way back when I was in high school. It's called Face the Day. It's by a band called Great White. It was released in 1986 or so. And the song goes like this because I know the lyrics because I used to sing it often. She says, I don't want to face the day, the day, the day, today. And the song continues. Long nights leave me stranded. Black visions, danger signs. No love, I need protection. Feels like I'm on a production line. I used to sing this, yes? Draggers of dawn, cold-hearted day. Why does it have to be morning? Cover my head, I'm staying in bed. Too late, the loveless warning. Continues with these kind of lyrics. But the tune was good, so I sang it, yeah. I didn't think of this song at all until I started going through the scriptures concerning fear. And I didn't notice when I was singing that the lack of love is mentioned more than once. In fact, twice in the lyrics that I just read. And it continues, I don't want to face a day. There are seven things that we need, but we'll talk, we'll talk about it later. But the first thing is true love. And that is what the word lacks, true love. And it says, why does it have to be morning? Why does it have to be morning? If you have no purpose, you'll ask yourself that. If you are not enthusiastic about life, that's one of the seven things we need in our life. God gives that. We will ask ourselves that. But it comes back to love and security. As Christians, we are not alone. We need to understand this. In Matthew 1, 23, it says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. It's talking about Jesus. Many times people tell me, I don't want to do this alone. I said, you are not alone. I always say that. You are not alone. They think it's because I'm with them or I'll hold their hand or we're there in the community. All that is true. But if you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, you are not alone. We don't have to face the day alone. Not only that, we're talking about Jesus in the scripture. He knows the beginning from the end. He's been where you want, who you have to be, and he's leveled the path. He's brought down the mountains and he's brought up the valleys. We sing about this. We do that. I've seen people do that when the prime minister comes. All the roads get modified, yes? All the portals disappear. Suddenly, all the road gets starred. But Jesus has done that for us. Not tarred the roads, but do you understand? Yes? Go to Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. When the Prime Minister comes, we go and do what we can do. God has done what He alone can do, which is go through time and fix our future and the plans that He has for us. Don't worry about tomorrow. You know why? Jesus says, I got this. Trust me. Do you understand? At the worst, the devil can kill you. Then you'll be with me. So what are you afraid of? Really, what are you afraid of? You're only afraid if you think this life is more important than the next life. Understand me correctly, yes? Jesus gives us purpose and meaning in our lives. In Ephesians 2.10, 
We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Many of us are going through life without a purpose, without God's purpose. When I look in the mirror before I met Jesus, even after I met Jesus, when I read this scripture, we are his workmanship, I looked at the mirror and I said, yes, you definitely are some sort of workmanship. I meant that sarcastically. But the Lord asked me, are you making fun of me? Because I made you. But here it says, we are his workmanship. Jesus gives us purpose and a meaning to our life. God told Joshua to be bold, to be strong and very courageous. There's something about that. Being courageous and being bold and doing great things for God when you know that God is with you. In spite of what you go through. Go to Joshua 1.7. It says, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, has commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. How will he prosper? Observe to do the law. Observe and not turn from it to the right or to the left. And why did he say that? Why did God say that? When you turn to the right or to turn to the left, you're going to deal with something that God did not intend for you to encounter. And that thing is fear. Because when God is with you, do you understand? What, what do you fear? Do you understand? Yes. It is when we go to the left and to the right, we have to learn how to deal with this thing called fear. And fear, if not controlled, is a demon, is a spirit. So whatever is there in the Old Testament is for our learning, for our understanding. Jacob was afraid. Job was afraid. He was fearful. So how did they deal with this? We have to learn that. Because we are not perfect. We want to be perfect, but we have to learn how they dealt with this. Sometimes they didn't deal with it in a way that we think they should have dealt with it, but it is for us to learn so that we deal with it better. Is that clear? Let's go to Job 1.5. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them, and he, and he would rise early in the morning, offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It might be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts, thus Job did regularly. In other words, whenever Job's children had a party, right after the party, Job had a prayer meeting. In case they did something they ought not to do in that party, this prayer meeting ought to balance that. So the scales are balanced now. So maybe in that party, in the prayer meeting, you had the Lord's table and, you know, and Job and Hamana, 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 and he blessed them all and sent them away. Why? Because what it says, thus Job did regularly. Why? Because in case they have done something wrong. We don't know. Maybe they have, my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. But here's the thing. In Job 3.25, this is after Job was stricken. It says, for the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. And what I dreaded has happened to me. Now, obviously, Job is in the Old Testament. He didn't have Jesus praying for him, as we do. He's our advocate. I taught you about all of this. But here's the thing. What Job feared came upon him, or he thought. How can that, their sins come upon the Father? Do you understand? So well, I'm not going to go into that, yes? But I want you to understand. Fear causes 
a lot of problems. It's the opposite in one way of faith. Do you understand? It's putting your faith in failure, in fear, basically. See, God chose Abraham, Abraham, then Isaac, then Jacob, whom he later named Israel. Why? Because he wrestled with God, yes? But even Jacob, even after wrestling with God, had to deal with fear. So you think an encounter with God would solve that? It is depending on how we walk and in the new covenant we are called to walk by faith and not by sight. Do you understand? Yes? On one hand, he thought, Jacob thought he had lost Joseph and he losing Benjamin was the other proposition. Why? Because he had to send Benjamin to, to Egypt. Why? Because the prime minister of Egypt said, okay, you're lying, send me your last son as proof that you are not lying. He didn't want to part with Benjamin because he thought he had already lost Joseph. He was afraid of that. But on the other hand, there was the reality of the famine. So what does he do? Fear on all the sides. And that reality, which is against the word of God, on all the sides, there's lack. It is a tough call when you don't have faith and you're full of fear. If you go to Genesis 43.10, this is what one of his sons said, For if he had not lingered, surely by now we would have returned the, sec the second time. In other words, because you have delayed this, we are starving. If you had agreed to sending Benjamin with us, you could have come, gone and come back by now. So it really takes the un a clear understanding of Emmanuel, which is translated God with us to overcome our fears. Sometimes we are afraid that we are all alone because, because we think this ought not to be so. This ought not to happen. If God was with us, how can this happen? See, Joseph was Jacob's favorite son. Yet he went to the pit and then what? To the prison and to the palace. And what did he have in the, in the palace? Pizza. Don't look at me like that, yeah. Genesis 37, 24. And they took him and cast him into a pit. And the pit was empty. There was no water in it. Who's they? The brothers, their own brothers, Joseph's own brothers. And not only that, in Genesis 37, 25, if you read that portion, we read that he was sold, Joseph was sold to the company of Ishmaelites. And they had with them a balm from Gilead. That is the balm of Gilead. In Jeremiah 8.22, it talks about the balm of Gilead being representing healing. So everything was there. We serve a God who heals. But then why am I like this? Is not God with me? Was not God with Joseph? In Psalm 105.18-19, They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. We're talking about Joseph. Did Joseph do anything wrong? Did Joseph do anything to end up in that prison? If anything, he did right by God, yes? Do you understand, yes? So God told me personally, don't worry about this. I got this. Relax. Healing was unavailable to Joseph. That doesn't mean we don't serve a God who doesn't heal. God heals. But you ask every man of God, what is the biggest doubt they have? They'll say, 
Why doesn't God heal everybody? They don't know. They don't have an answer to that. Do you understand? Jesus healed everybody, yes. Do you understand? So I went to God. I'm talking about myself. I went to God and I said, what, what gifts? And I explained to you, I have been healed by the stripes of Jesus. This has to manifest, manifest and it will manifest. Yet, God was with Joseph in that pit, in the prison and in the palace. It says the word of the Lord tested him. Yes? Who is the word of the Lord? Word of God is Jesus. Yes? I would have questioned God's presence with me right when things started going wrong. After all, I was doing right. Why I'm using myself as an example is for you to understand that we are not alone when we face the day. You don't have to be afraid, even of the devil. Hallelujah. And the horror movies and all these things, all they do is try to make you afraid. It's not entertainment. Joseph does not question or blame God. Job did not question or blame God. When God exalted Joseph at Potiphar's house, he didn't try to go back to his family, but he served Potiphar faithfully. I would have tried to get back. After all, I'm my father's favorite son, no? If I were Joseph, yes? Go to Genesis 39.2. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was, he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Verse 4, Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him an overseer of his house, and all that he had he would put under his authority. If God is with you, the world will recognize that. There's something that he does or she does that is different. The last three jobs before I became a pastor, I didn't have to give my resume. They came to me and tried to recruit me. I said, why? I asked, why? 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 Well, there's something about you. In one job, I think a year or two later, the HR department said, we don't have his resume. I said, yes, you hired me without a resume. Even when Potiphar's wife made advances towards Joseph, he was considering the fact that this would have resulted in him sinning against God. That means Joseph kept the precepts of God in, as a friend. Let's, later in the law, we read about that. The precepts of God before him, no matter where he went. So he walked in the path. Do you understand? In the new covenant, if you have done something wrong, get right with God. God doesn't condemn you. In the Old Testament, if you did something wrong, you were stoned to death. But in the New Testament, God doesn't condemn you, yes? So Joseph kept his eyes on the Lord, who was his deliverer, yes? And Joseph had God's favor and prospered no matter where he was and what what was going and no matter what was going on in his life. Do you understand this? Yes? So I was asking God, then why am I not prospering? And this is what the Lord said. Ask me, define prosperity. Now I, I won't explain all this to you. Define prosperity. Is not the fact that I am with you more than everything else. There is a time, a bracket period, when God proves us to understand so that we are sure of who we are. And if you're complaining, get off the boat or get off the train, that's your problem. As prime minister of Egypt, Joseph could have exacted revenge, but instead helped his brothers. Only God could guarantee that outcome in Joseph's life. And he honored God for this. Genesis 45, 8. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. 
and he made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and a ruler throughout the land of Egypt. A father to Pharaoh. That is not a joke. And I'll explain next week, yes? Jacob and his sons, even though they did wrong, had nothing to fear. All that they were going through had to happen for them to be reunited with Joseph. And what did Joseph do? He, because of God's wisdom, made Egypt the land of plenty. Do you understand? All that Israel and his sons had to go through had to happen for them to be saved, for them to be in a land that could nurture them, that could support them from being a family into being a nation by faith. Do you understand? In Christ, in, in the new covenant. So it doesn't matter what you're going through. Is God with you? Are you right with God? Sometimes the people who have honored you, people who have said good things to you, are the first people to criticize you. And people whom you think are good friends are the people to say, you must have done something wrong. Because that's what happened to Job. In Job 16.2, Job says, Miserable comforters are you all to his friends. Because they said, you must have done something wrong for this to happen. They found fault with Job. Because that was a limit of their earthly wisdom. We don't need earthly wisdom, do we? I would not have gone, for example, to the ICU to pray for Ranjit. Because everything said, it's hopeless. What can you do? But I don't limit myself by earthly wisdom. And I told Vijo, don't worry, everything will be okay. Did I not tell you that? So we may find no help, no comfort in the company we keep, be that friends or relatives. After he came through and he was in the hospital room, he could have walked right out because God had healed him. And some one of his relatives said, we also prayed for him. I said, good. Job said, what miserable comforters are you all? Where were you when I needed you? That is what my aunt asked. Because she was having a Pentecostal retreat in her, near a house. They're like they have a lot of land. And the Catholic Church sent people to protest. For once, the Catholics became Protestants. Yes, because they were protesting. They had a lot of, I mean, flags and whatnot. And they came and they said this, that. So my aunt asked him, where were you when I needed you? And when I have a prayer meeting, you come with this flag? She said something. I didn't think she was that bold. She said, get out of my house before I throw you out. And she looked at me like, I was going to throw them out. Yeah, like, uh, like who, me? I, because that was the, also my, my other cousin and my second cousin. We we're all related in that village, yes? So, so I just sat there, smiled, and uh, not knowing what to do here. Yeah? But they left. But this is what, I, what I'm saying, yes? What does Psalm 118.8 say? It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord. Run to Jesus, especially when we fall, especially when we have walked away from God. See, God chose Israel. God chose you and me. But nothing was easy for Israel. And nothing was e is easy for us. Why? Because we have to overcome. The fire was turned up. But God was with them, as God is with us. Emmanuel. Do you understand? Think about it. We are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6.19 Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? You are not your own. 
So how dare you have your own agenda? You're either going to hell or God has purchased you and paid the price. Either way, you think there's a semblance or there's an illusion of freedom, but all that will pass. You are not your own. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And there's a purpose. Do you understand? So I encourage you, you who have a covenant with God, the creator of heaven and earth, to be bold, to be strong, and to be courageous. And then as Daniel 11, 2 says, talking about a future time, those who know the God, those who know the covenant, they will do great exploits. So I encourage you to have faith in Jesus Christ, to face the day with boldness. You don't have to sing that song because you're totally hopeless. Yes, each day will have its own trouble in this fallen world, but God has got this. If you read in 1 Corinthians 9, 8 and Romans 3, 20, there are many other scriptures. It says we are not mere mortals. We are not mere humans. That means what? We are not limited by human resources. We have something that we don't cry out. We have something in us that we carry the authority of that is divine. Is that clear? We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. What decides whether you walk in the path or not? What decides your tongue, life or death? Do you understand? But here I want you to understand about fear. What are you afraid of? Where is fear in your life? Write it down and think, how have you strayed from the path of God to encounter this fear? Because there is no fear in perfect love. Is there? Perfect love casts away all fear. Hallelujah. So this is something that you have to think about. And if you have trouble, get in touch with me. Always keep this in mind, that you are not going to face the day alone, no matter what. Yes, you have the community of Christians with you, iron sharpens iron. You have me with you, yes. But more than that, you are the temple of God himself. Do you understand? So you don't do things because you fancy that. I fancy that board being blue instead of red. So what? I say, no, let it be blue. No, that's using the power wrongly. But do you understand? Yes, God will give you the wisdom to overcome. And we need to overcome. That is what makes us who we are. Let your gentleness be known to all men, for the Lord is at hand. Amen? Amen. Rise up to your feet. Continue worshiping. Check your life to see where you have made a mistake or you've gone to the left or to the right instead of following the straight path. It can be where you kept your eyes and your heart. Jesus said you can either serve mammon or God. Serve with the Lord and if you need help, I will help you. But serve with the Lord. We need to be totally fear-free. Otherwise, we will always wonder, what if or what, where is God and what is happening? And let us not be double-minded. James talks about being double-minded. So it doesn't matter where you are and what you find yourself in. God is able to rescue you from that. Sit with the Lord. And while we were singing the song, the Lord told me, that this is just a continuation of what is going to be taught. I mean, what that's just a part of what is going to be taught. And the truth will set you free. So I'm telling you, whatever it is, get right with God. Wherever you are, it doesn't matter. 
lose that ego and get it right with God. Seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, the right standing with Him. So if I were you, I would just spend time alone with a pen or pencil and a paper or whatever and just figure out where you have gone wrong, maybe multiple times in your life, but it doesn't matter. God is able to do that and go up and down your life, travel to through time for you to understand this better. Don't worry about tomorrow. Think about now and how you can overcome that now. That is what Jesus means. Sufficient is this day, the trouble that this day will bring. Overcome that. Why are you thinking about tomorrow's thing when you've got to overcome today's? Get right with God. He means you well. Lose the things that are not from God. That could even be false knowledge, things that you think that you know about God. I'm not here to condemn you. And don't feel that I'm here, I'm condemning you. No, I'm trying to encourage you to get right with God. And I will help you get right with Him. If you have some issues, some things that you you need help dealing with, come to me with that. I'll help you with that. In Proverbs 2, 4, 23, it says, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it comes what? The issues of life. Keep your heart. In Philippians 4, 4-7, and if you read on 8 and 9, what 7 talks about the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. you got to change the way of thinking, way of your thinking, because that's what it immediately follows that, whatever is noble. So renew your mind in the Word of God. If you need help, I'll help you, because our help comes from the Lord. It's not human help. This is something only the Lord can do spiritually. That's why I'm telling you to lose your ego. Lose your, I don't know, you're not your own. Your pride or whatever it is that is hindering you. As for me, I want to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't want to be afraid of God. Yes, the fear of God guides me. But I'm not perfect. But He perfects that which concerns me. And on this journey, I do and walk worthy of His calling. I do His calling. I don't make up and conjure up the calling or whatever, as I feel, I, as I think is cool or whatever. No. And it's not an elusive thing. We all know this. We just have to listen to the Lord and spend time with Him. He's for you. He's not against you. And He wants to bless you and your family. Amen. Let's continue worshiping with the song, same song. <laughs> 